Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Live Them Out. Our vision is to educate and motivate people on how to live out their faith. Today's episode is how the church should respond to changing technology. It's a great one. Hey, everybody. We're glad you're joining us today. We're excited about this podcast. I'm glad to have Hunter here with us. We'll talk about that in just a moment. So we're dealing with this subject today of how the church should respond to changing technology. So in every generation, uh, there's always the challenge that the church has of communicating the gospel, teaching truth, and maintaining the integrity of the gospel, integrity of truth, but also using format and tools that are relevant to the day. So the world obviously uh, has changing technology, whether it has, you want to go as far back as the uh, invention of the printing press, which is a new form of technology in its day, Mm -hmm. uh, that begins to be a new format for printing the Bible, for communicating and passing it on uh, to people around and down through the generations. So new technology uh, happens at that point, and every generation has to deal with that matter. How do we deal and how do we respond when the world is changing technology and the church then has opportunity with it? So we're going to look at that today and talk about how that's changed over recent decades and uh, Hunter and I are at different ends of the spectrum, at least right now. True. Uh, I, I enter the church into life as a, as a believer, but then even into ministry in the mid-80s. So I see a lot of things happen at that point. Hunter is now on the you know forefront of a lot of current technology in this day. So he has a different feel for what's real and relevant and what's happening in our world um, than I did back in the 80s, and even what I even understand anymore. I, I, I give up trying to keep up with it. So he's my go-to guy. So Hunter is our uh, Director of Technology and Media here at our church, at Vertical Churchill Villa. So Hunter, tell us about your background, because you have more than just this title here. You have some history True. and experience in this whole area of technology and media. So tell us about that. True. So um, my interest in technology... <clears throat> Uh, really, so music was like at the heart of it. Uh, I grew up just loving music. That was like my connection. That was even like my way that I even kind of found my connection with God was through worship music. Um, and from that, it was me growing up in a pastor's family with a, a church that was a portable church. So we would go to a civic center and it was yeah. like unload the trailer at 7 a.m., it's true. <laughs> it was a lot of work, it. and it was a lot of years <clears throat> yeah. of unloading a trailer because that meant everything from let's unload all the speakers, all the monitors, the soundboard, the lights, yeah. the everything that would make church work. It was load it all in, load it all in, mm-hmm. set it up, <clears throat> have church, tear it all down, put it back in the trailer, yep. and go through that process. So a lot of it then just became more of like a, a lifestyle of like, oh, this is what it is. I should, I'm kind of curious in this. Like, what is this? How does this actually work? Mm-hmm. What does it mean that like when I feel the kick drum like hit me in the chest, like <laughs> what causes that? Yeah. Or like what causes that terrible feedback? I'm sure yeah. that like all church uh, tech people know and also all church members know, and that's True. something you never want. So uh, a lot of that was all interested. Uh, it interested me. Then from there, um, I went to college for learning how to be an an audio engineer. And then post-college, it was learning the uh, install side of um, all 
uh, church production things. It was installing speakers, setting up projectors, installing soundboards. Then it was making videos for <clears throat> churches, making videos for companies. And so all of it just kind of like has been my life for the past 10 years of just living in this culture. Yeah. So <clears throat> if I ever have questions about technology, Hunter's the go-to guy. He's that way for a whole family. And I'm sure sometimes that wears him out. So <laughs> it's true. It's true. Anyone has an issue with their internet at, at the house, I yep. need to be the instant technician. Or that, iPhone yes. or whatever it is. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the pros and cons of being the tech person. It's true. So, uh, so Hunter has vast experience, knowledge, and will prove very valuable in the conversation today. He's very valuable here at our church, obviously, and allows us to uh, accomplish a lot of things. Um, we'll talk about that. So when I come into ministry back in the 80s, <clears throat> we have technology as well. Now, you look at it today and you think you call that technology, but in our day, it was... It, it was, was state-of-the-art. It was state-of-the-art, and we were trying our best in that day to use what we had to communicate to our church, to the community, and beyond. So I come in even before there's even something known as an Apple computer. <clears throat> I come in and... Uh, we're using PC computers that use floppy disks with a monochrome screen. With the floppy disk having how much uh, storage on it? I, I think 512K, maybe. Not even a... Um, <clears throat> no, no such thing as a, as a megabyte yet. <laughs> and, and, and even one of the computers we use did not even have a hard drive. You had, you had two floppy drives, and one of the floppy drives had the floppy disk that had the program on it. And so the other floppy drive was for storing information on. That's crazy. It's crazy. So, uh, and you're not printing graphics. You're not even seeing on screen what you want to produce. You're typing in a code that said, I want this headline, whatever this line of text is, yeah. I want this in 28-point, bold, italic, underlined, yeah. in times font. And it's not like you're typing in, I want, and then like how a Google search is, where you're like, no. as long as I say it, it'll get the right idea. No, it's very specific. You're, you're basically typing in a program, yeah, and then you would watch it then come out, not on a laser printer, on a dot matrix printer. So it's making this, and it's printing each line, a dot, a series of dots at a time. And you're like, ah, 28 point. That's not what I wanted. I wanted 24 points. So then- Back to the whole thing. Anyway, so to print like the initial paper <clears throat> took how long? Well, you're not printing a paper. You're printing lines. So if I'm printing a bulletin, a church bulletin, or a newsletter, I'm printing the headline, and it comes out, and then I'm cutting it out. That's crazy. And I'm using paste. That's crazy. You think of cut and paste yeah. as something that happens on in Microsoft this Word. This is the old school. I'm I'm truly cutting and pasting. It's where it came from. And so I'm printing headlines, and then I'm printing out the body of the text. And if I want a graphic, if I want some cutesy little piece of art, I have to go to a clip art book, not on the computer. I have a series of books. It's just has- great hearing this stuff because then, like, you remember like of why PowerPoint has these origins. Like, you you know why they have a copy and paste, exactly, and why there's like a clip art section in yep. there because it-, it was all geared towards like here's how we used to do things back in the day, and here's how we do things now. I'm sure all exactly. that's going to tie to pretty soon, like how we're tying this yeah. in. But still, hey, and this is we feel like we're on the cutting edge at this point. I'm, I'm really and not even feel y'all are on the cutting edge. We are. We're this. we're doing it. I'm making church. I'm the guy. In the, in the office, who's making the bulletins, monthly newsletters. We are even recording the services on cassette tapes. And we have labels that go th- through the dot matrix printer 
to print out the name of the message and date. That's crazy. And so we print that and it goes onto the cassette and we give them out on Sunday. The next Sunday, you couldn't even get it that Sunday. If you wanted to hear the message from Sunday, you had to wait till next Sunday whenever we would have them available. Uh, there were people who were on the mailing list nice. who wanted the cassettes, who lived in various places nice. uh, across maybe even the United States. somewhere. Sometimes it was in other countries. And we would box them up in a little box and we would, you know, a dot matrix printer label again. To on go the on cassette. The, on the cassette, but also on the box, you had to print a label of all the people who were receiving the cassette tapes. Yeah, this is way too much talk about <laughs> dot matrix printers. Hey, long form podcast. Uh, hey, whew, man. So we're doing that. Uh, it's printed bulletins. It's monthly newsletters. It's gathering all the information. It's using, you know, again, the cutesy little uh, artwork from the clip art book and all that. We're doing that. And then, of course, as the church, then you've got a large portion of the office that's dedicated to this this communication form. So yeah. there's uh, there's a, a large room, a couple of rooms sometimes that had uh, a copy machine because you're making lots of copies. There is nothing digital at this point. If you're going to communicate something to the church, it either is set on Sunday morning or it's put in print. Yeah. So the room is again large copier. There's a mimeograph machine. I didn't. I was I was on the latter end of that, so I really didn't do mimeograph. Just go machine, ahead and tell me also for fun what that machine is. And I what don't that even means. know. I mean, it was just in the room. I didn't use it. I just know it had a big wheel and it had blue ink, and I didn't want anything to do with I it. I think the best part is is that if you didn't know what that machine was, I'm kind of like I'm betting 99 sure that the rest of the staff didn't know what that was. Then, well, probably not. <laughs> We had a paper folding machine because you're printing so much paper, you don't want to every every page. You're not wanting to line it up yeah. and do that. Yeah, so paper it's a machine. Cuts at the end of it. Yeah, it, it's a machine. You lay all the paper in, and it. I did learn how to use that. That's it cool. folded the paper for you. You could make it do it trifold, single fold, whatever. That's cool. Uh, you have a postage meter because you're sending out lots of information. Uh, you have lots of copy paper. And so we've got, you know, whatever color you want. You want yellow, gray, blue, green, whatever. We've got it in copy paper. We've got it in cardstock. We've got it in legal size. We might even have it in ledger size because you're using all of those sizes. Paper print is the medium for communicating in the day. Yeah, yeah. no, no so other option. There's no other option. And so you've got a large portion of the budget that's given over to copy machine, yep. lease, uh, equipment, paper, uh, and then even, even the fact that you said copy machine lease shows that it's like it's not a copier like what we have in this no, office here. You don't you don't just go down to Office Depot and get this. No, you, and you if had, you, you wouldn't <laughs> even just look in your car. Back in no, you have to. I, I I had many many meetings with people from different copy companies coming out trying to sell me their copier, and you've got this long process. That's crazy. Finally, choose the copy machine, choose the lease, and on we go. Uh, and they come out and make repairs from time to time. Anyway, so you're spending money on print. You're spending money on going to a printer because you're going to periodically do some mailers into the community. This is how you communicate to the community now. Yep, not even just your church body. No, we're, we're beyond the church body now. You get to the community, you have to put together a nice mailer. So you have to go to a print company for that because you can't dare do that in-house. So you're doing that. Uh, and then we would even... You know, we're trying to be out there, so we're taking out ads in newspapers. People read newspapers back in the day, <laughs> local newspapers even. So we're we're putting we're putting ads in newspapers. We even a couple of times uh, purchased a re- lease space on bulletin boards 
Not wow. bulletin, not bulletin uh, boards, um, billboards. Yeah. We're putting out stuff in the billboard on in the local communities, and we're doing all this to try to use the mediums of the day to communicate what's going on at the church. We want to help people. We want to reach people for Christ. Yeah. So this is a way we do it. Like that's the church's mission right there. Exactly. So we're using the technology of the day in that time. So we're communicating to the church family. We're uh, reaching out beyond the church family into the community, and we're attempting to spread the gospel. Those are the the tools of the day. Those are things that we we did. Now, <clears throat> that was the 80s. That was the 90s. Technology starts changing. Some of that happens while I'm still working in that area, uh, but it quickly picks up at a very rapid pace. You get to the late 90s, early 2000s, now change is happening rapidly. We're no longer doing cassette tapes. We're on to CDs. CD-ROMs. Yeah, and DVDs and all that kind of stuff, mostly CDs. But we're doing some stuff, and we get a, a few things on camera. We're recording. I, VHSs. I remember, yeah, <laughs> so we do some Bible studies, and we're recording information, and it's going out on VHS tapes. So we're, you know, we're doing that, and that takes a long time as well. <clears throat> We're recording services in on VHS, making those available to people. Nice. But times have changed. Yep. So you fast forward to 2020s, and here we are today. You're more in in line with what's happening out there. So this is the industry you work in. Yep. Talk about some of the tools of the day today. Not necessarily that we're using, but just that are available to churches in general, because there's a lot of tools out there that are available. They're very different, though. What are they? Yeah, so that opens up like a huge floodgate to just everything that's in uh, church production today because of even how everything now is digital. For the fact that like uh, a modern church is trying to like get new equipment, no one would say like, oh, let's get the analog things. It's more of like, man, our our soundboard's digital, our video switcher's digital, our um, lights are digital, our projector is digital, all of that. And then on top of all of that, it's like, and all this stuff lives on the the network inside the church. So it's like, yeah. oh, instead of like, I need to change a menu setting in the soundboard or on the projector, instead of like fidgeting through it or pulling up an old manual, it's like, oh, I can just go to its IP address and change some settings there. Even that is just kind of crazy. I don't know what you just said. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but with that, like, I mean, even the use of, of cameras, uh, people are using stuff uh, similar to this, but people also have uh, complete uh, studios inside their church so that they can produce weekly content, special content. They have their audio up in the uh, the church sound booth, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But then they also have um, another audio studio in another spot so that person can run sound just for what's happening online. Um, then you have people who have projectors or video walls in their church, and they can put their pastor up on the screen there too, so everyone can see that. That wasn't a thing people in the 80s ever no. thought was even possible. <clears throat> no. So some of that impacts even inside the church office because, again, back in the day, for me, we've got file cabinets that have all of the church history and documentation. And even a member, when they came, they it was called You Moved Your Letter. Oh, yeah. To the church. Yeah. There was a physical card, a letter that came from your previous church showing you were moving your membership. And so it was a tangible physical letter that we kept on file. Yep. Well, gone are those days. There's no file cabinets in, in the church office typically. Yeah. And in the modern church, what, what's the format now? The, the modern side of that is uh, all like cloud-based storage that keeps all of your church directory things in there. So like a popular one even for churches is Planning Center. And, and we use that here 
uh, at Vertical, and it's it's like the backbone of everything we do. Everything from like uh, scheduling a volunteer for an event, making an event, contacting someone, pulling up all the information we need on someone, like all of that stays right there. And uh, it's it's kind of it's actually it's really amazing because anyone in our staff can just pull out our phone and then instantly get to all the information we need right there. There's no more of like. Oh, where's that file? I think someone lost it. It's maybe in the third drawer, maybe in that one. Oh, wait, yeah. they moved that one. I can't find it. It's it's all right there, and all of us can find it, like, in a click of a button. So, uh, you know, also back in the day, uh, every couple of years, we would have a church, a, a company come out to the church, and we would do church directory photos. And of course, you know, they're setting up their photo studio, temporary there in the office, and it takes weeks and yeah. weeks to sign everybody up, to show up at the exact right time. Yeah. And then you come in and get your picture made, and you come back a couple of weeks, and they're going to sit down with you, and they're going to sell you a photo package because, you know, oh. you took a family photo. So would you like to buy 10 by 13 of this? Here's a, you know, 10 by 14 with your family, with your children. We also have wallets. We have minis. We have packages. You can get this 8 by 10 2 12 by 14 whatever it is, you know. <laughs> and so every then you have to schedule all of that. And like, oh. I so, think what's really crazy with that, too, is like <clears throat> I don't even think of those dimensions when photos now. Like when someone's just like, oh, can I have a, like a 3 by 5 of it? And I'm like, yeah. who, who talks like this? Well, that, that's what we did. And then you put together a church directory. So you couldn't wait for the day that the church directory came out because then – you had the pictures and the names yep. and the contact information of everybody in the church. You yep. could look it up at any time. It was the official you made it. Yeah, that's true. You were in the directory. But yeah. that's not a thing anymore. So now it's church apps. Yep. And that has all the information. It has a directory. Yep. has photos. And it's even better with that, that like as a staff, we don't have to put together a huge photo shoot. Like we have it through ours, through our church app. Uh, the person can go ahead and fill out all their information. So they put their address, they put their family name, and they upload their photo themselves. And so then they all, they feel like personally, some, like I'm invested in this. I got to put my family photo that I wanted. Yeah, and they didn't have to listen to a spiel from a photo company. No. So, <laughs> whew. That's crazy. That's throwback right there. But that that's the way it was. And it was current. It was it was what we had and yeah. it's what we did. Yeah. And we didn't despise it because it was what we knew. People loved we, it. We were using the tools of the day. So, uh, it's been interesting, though, over the years, and this was happening long before the 80s, but I've, yep. I've, I've watched some of it since the 80s. I, I come into the church, again, as a new believer in 81. I come to Christ at that time. I'm, I'm, I'm in the church, and then I move on to church staff pretty soon after that as, as a youth director and then start working in the church office. So, uh, as I come into the church... The worship format is um, a, a typical Baptist church format with pews, uh, a pulpit up front. Off to one side is the piano, on the other side is the organ. And in the front of every pew, or in the back of every pew, I guess you should say, in front of me when you're sitting there, is the hymnal. And all songs are sung from the hymnal yeah. as I come in. Yeah. Uh, but there starts to be a change. There starts to be an introduction of songs that are not in the hymnal, which causes a stir in and of itself. And then uh, comes the idea of uh, how do we get these new lyrics of these new songs into people's hands so mm -hmm. that they can sing because they don't know them. Yep. So a couple of options come into play. We start producing song sheets nice. that have the song lyrics on it. So that's me back at the dot matrix printer printing out <laughs> headlines and lines and copying and pasting, trying to make that look cool every week. It's different uh, every week. So, But then another option is the wonderful technology of the overhead projector. 
dun, 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 dun. So, you know, the, the, the typical Baptist church built in the 70s was not designed for an overhead projector to be in the front. This yeah. is not how the architecture is laid out. It's not how the room is laid out. Yeah. So you got to find this awkward place for an overhead projector to, st- to sit for one. And you got to put a screen up for two where this is. And that throws off the whole dimension because yep. that's not what the room was designed for. I still feel like most churches in the 80s are still just like, wait, we can just shine this on the wall and we don't need a screen. <laughs> <laughs> we tried that too. It's weird. It, it shined on the, yeah. the decorative wallpaper and all that stuff. It's weird. Um, so then there's, a, and then there's a person standing there. Yeah, somebody has to be Vanna, has to somebody it. has to be Vanna White and and turn yes. turn the lyrics or use their pen and do karaoke throughout. Yeah, that, it. yeah that's, that's <laughs> yeah. so you do all of that, and for some people that just that just does them in. This is not worship. This is not the way it's always been, and so there's a reaction to the technology. The technology change. The format has has now changed in how we communicate, how we worship, how we sing, how we participate with one another. And for some people, that just they just said, I'm done, I'm out. And they would leave because the technology changed. So why do you think, from what you've seen, uh, I mean, I've seen some of this as well, but why do you think people react to new technology uh, when it's being used for good purposes? No one was saying, hey, I've got an evil intention. I'm going to bring in an overhead projector. <laughs> and when we put these biblically accurate words up on the wall, people will be mad. Yeah. But but there was a reaction to the technology change, and I get it. It's tough it, when you you talk about a format that's been in place for all your life, and all of a sudden you change that. Yeah. So what's your what's your impression of why there's a reaction to new technology? I mean, it's definitely a level of uncomfortableness that starts to get people like, "Hey, wait a second! I've always done it like this. Mm-hmm. Why are we changing it? What is the need for this?" Um, I, I've even seen. Some people talk about the, you know, I love to be on like the, see the extremists on both sides. Some people say, you know, it was once we started adding words on the screen, then it was whenever people stopped uh, learning the songs because they just came by and they could read it instead of actually mm-hmm. knowing it was by heart. But because we put words on the screen, people can actually sing these songs who had no idea what these songs are. And right. you can introduce newer songs to the church because that way you can show that like, yes, this is a, a timeless message. Like mm-hmm. the love of Christ is timeless and applicable to yeah. your everyday life. Yeah, it's not that like worship songs should only be good for whenever you were younger or at that time in your life. Like they should right. constantly be like finding new songs right. that are connecting with you and find a way for you to connect with God. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of it still is as people who, and and like I can get this way. Everyone can get this way. If like you're set in your ways, you find out this is what worked, and then something new changes and it, it takes that level of, of humbleness mm-hmm. and uh, just really humility to be like, you know what? It's not about me. Mm-hmm. That's not why I come here. Yeah. It's about everyone else. And like, we need to embrace that. Yeah. I mean, it's hard enough. Take, take it out of the church for just a moment. And all of a sudden there's a new phone upgrade. Yeah. I was going to say, and also that it's, it's just that people don't understand how to operate it too. And so yeah. then what, it's kind of more like the humbleness and the humility that comes out of it mm-hmm. is then all of a sudden, if it messes up whenever you're operating it or if something doesn't happen that you don't understand, yep. you want to be like, nope, forget this. Don't want it. I know yep. what works. So therefore I should do this. Yeah. And I get it. And there's a sense of which I want to return to that, which I was comfortable with. Yeah. Uh, but 
again, part of our challenge as the church is to communicate the gospel to a people who don't have those church experiences. They yep. don't have those traditions and those understandings and those emotions and those memories. So if you're going to communicate to them, you have to use the language that they know yep. and the format that they know. Yep. And that's always been a challenge for the church is to take the timeless message but use uh, methods that have changed over time and, yep. and put it in a, in a language and a yep. format that people understand. And not letting those methods define the voice of the church, mm. but letting the voice of the church define those types of methods. Yeah, that's, that's it's, good. It's easy to kind of get those things swapped around, especially if you don't have like your foundation set. Right. But like you, you have to see the reason why you're implementing new things. Right. And not even just like, just new technology in the church. Even if you're starting like a new group or a new service time or a new yeah. whatever, like you have to be like, well, no, we're doing it because like this is what the Bible says. This is our core belief on it. Here's, yeah. here's why we're doing it. Yeah. We're not doing it just because it's cool. Yep. Or just because, oh, it's new. Let's do it. Yep. Uh, yeah, you're right. I love that. You're right. There has to be a vision behind it that it starts with, with Scripture, with God, with his purpose and vision for our life. And Hunter's real good to do that for us here at Vertical is to... Say, it's not about the technology. I'm here, Hunter will say, to be the way that you carry out the vision, but I'm not here to be the vision. Exactly. uh, It's important, and I appreciate that. Uh, So I think that has... That has been some of the things over the years that have kept people from adjusting. Again, it's hard when there's been a traditional way that you've done something for a certain time. And uh, I think what has helped and hindered in recent years is that the technology is changing rapidly. Oh, it's just crazy. It used to be that, you know, 20 years, 30 years ago by, and they're like, hey, there's something new out. Yeah. But now it's like 20 or 30 days goes past and something new has come out. Yeah. I mean, I even just remember like whenever Vertical first started, that was seven years ago. Right. Uh, the, the stuff that we got, uh, even like projector wise or soundboard wise, it was like within five years, there was stuff already four times greater than it. Yeah. And it was like, <clears throat> this is crazy. Like yeah. when we got this stuff seven years ago, we were like, it doesn't get better than this. Right. It, this is the peak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, at Vertical, we've attempted to be on the leading edge and that's tough because uh, stuff changes quickly. Yes. Uh, but Hunter's kept us up in, in a variety of formats, whether it be, um, uh, well, I don't want to give all those away. I'm going to ask Hunter <laughs> to talk about these because um, what are some of the ways that we use tech and media here at Vertical, and what are some of the results that we're seeing? It's great. Um, I'll give like a brief overview of what we're doing, but I also still just like, I'm super big on the vision and the why, and also the how, but the first two. And so like my big thing that I've been telling the tech team, like every time, this is like our, our 10, 25 talk through, like right when the countdown clock happens, we have like a quick huddle and I'm like, guys, First off, I got to tell them, like, I'm, I'm all thankful that you're serving. I'm thankful for your families, that they're encouraging you to serve. I'm thankful for your wives, that they're letting you come here early and, and encouraging you to do that. But, like, our sole purpose up here is to connect people with God. That is the main reason, and that's the only reason why we're back here. Yes, we have cool things that do stuff back here, but if we're not connecting people to God through this, like, what was the point of turning that device on today? Because it doesn't serve a purpose then. No, it doesn't even serve a purpose of looking cool. So, um, the the ways we use to connect people with God is we have our, our Lyric operator, who's not using an overhead projector, but uh, is using a computer to um, put 
lyrics on the screen so that all of the church can sing like unanimously as one. Like that's what I tell our, our lyric person is like, man, uh, because of you, you're helping keep all of us on the same page so that like we can all worship God, which the, the congregation's already doing, but like we get to do it all as one voice together. And like they get to help guide us down that path. Good. And uh, yeah. I, I could go on for forever to do this, yeah. but like that's why our sound guy does a great job. Um, so we have our, our soundboard, and we have a, another soundboard back here that is in our church office that runs sound specifically for the live stream. Uh, we have our, our lighting guy um, who uh, is just... I'm really not trying to overspeak on everything, <laughs> but um, we got some other areas, yeah. other areas to cover as we well. We really do. Um, our lighting person who uh, just controls the helps control the the entire vibe of the room and really helps direct people to. Um, he gets to visually express what it's like even to worship God through a ways of like you know this song uh, talks about like how it feels alone in the beginning. Well, like we're gonna keep the lights low and like we're gonna make it seem kind of somber. But then like when the song turns to like man, that's when I found God's love. He gets to like make all those lights super bright, make the beams shoot out, and everyone's like, wow, that was amazing. Like I I connected with that. Yeah. And like our camera crew, like we have three camera guys and a video switcher, and they get to work as like a sub team to. Um, produce everything that people get to see online and connect God through that. Mm -hmm. And like their sole purpose and their mm -hmm. vision is like, we're doing this because we connect people with God. Yeah. So uh, we also have a social media director here at our church, Brianna mm -hmm. Vandenberg does that. Uh, but you help provide content for her because that's another outlet for us. Yeah, yeah. And so um, talk about that for just a moment quickly about some of the opportunities and that we have through social media. Yeah, and the social media stuff really just grows, um, I mean, through consistency and intentionality. Mm -hmm. Those are the two things that we try to speak heavily on too. Like when we're talking about producing content for social media um, and just social media in general. Uh, because of that, like our Facebook page um, has like 1,100 likes on it or 1,100 followers. Mm -hmm. And our YouTube channel has over 500 subscribers on it now, yeah. which like if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can take this time to subscribe there so you that go. you can keep up with what we're doing on Sundays, what we're doing in the middle of the week and whatever else we're doing. Like <clears throat> it's for the purpose of like, we're thinking of you so that we can help you connect with God as well. Yeah. So take that time, yeah. like hit like, leave a mm -hmm. comment, you know, hit subscribe. Yeah. Uh, all that great stuff. It's good. So uh, we also, of course, uh, have a church website, yep. which communicates information. Yep. So there's another uh, format that once was in print, now it's digital. Yeah. So like those are like the three main was of informational side. I, I'd spoken a lot of like the church kind of production things, but mm -hmm. um, man, and those first two, Facebook and Instagram, those are free to use. And that's why it's so great is that like the barrier to entry is, is, is nothing. Yeah. And so churches get to use that to connect with their congregation specifically. And then to at this point, the rest of the world, you're not limited anymore by, oh, let's get this area code and we're going to send it out to this zip code of people. It's more so of like, we can tap into whatever we want now. It's just through intentionality. And so, uh, like we talked about earlier, it's it's not about finding uh, the zip code of people. It's about mm -hmm. finding the right algorithm of people. Yeah. And so our goal is to get in their algorithm yeah. so that we can reach out to them and they connect to God through that. Yeah, and then every member becomes a minister, which has kind of always been the goal. You oh know? yeah, every any person who has some social media can click like and share, and that then disperses that message out to their yeah. friend group. All and the days of like the '80s 
and whatever the time period yeah. of that of being like, hey guys, if you could take this track and if you could go uh, to the store and hand out 10 tracks, that'd be yeah. amazing. It's like, hey guys, if you could hit share on our message whenever we post it, if you could hit share on this podcast, I mean, that's handing out like more than 10 tracks. You, you're oh, sharing it to your friends. Yeah, which and, could be hundreds. Which could be hundreds. And it's it's just so much of a part of being like, we're all working on this together. Mm-hmm. We're doing this to be like, we we want to help connect people with God. We want to show them that there's a different way of, of living besides just in this um, aimless life of mm-hmm. depression, sadness, or confusion, yep. or, or just being lost in general, being like, man, there's a different way to live. And the fact that like we have that vision from God because like we've been praying for it and seeking for that vision, and then you get to partake in this by like you can share it with all of your friends at a click of a button. Like man, did yeah. share. Yeah. So uh, again, just difference in time. Of course, back in the day, we would say you know a people's first impression of your church when they walk in the lobby. That first moment there is going to determine uh, their perception of your church. I get it. So when we first merge, we come here, we say, hey, you know, when you drive up in the parking lot, their first impression is going to start right then. Well, that's changed. Yeah. Now, their first impression is what they what they experience digitally. Oh, yeah. Their experience when they see our website, their yep. experience when they see us on social media, yep. the photos they see, the comments, the the texts we put out, the messages we put out, our YouTube channel, uh, podcasts are on Spotify, whatever it might be, podcasts yep. are on the, on the podcast app yep. in Apple. All of those, those are first contact now. And yep. people have formed their impression of who we are long before they even walk in our door. Yeah, and we've had people walk in there like, oh, I've been watching online for three months already. Like, it was nice to see what this building looks like now. But yeah. it was not the building or anyone who they saw the first time that was like, oh, I guess I'll come here. It was all of the, uh, the content, digital, digital first. stuff. Man, and then even just on the difference, too, of like back in the day of having a, a dot matrix printer mm. um, and then having mailers to send out to everyone, like, the price of all of that, and then like yep. social media, like we've done stuff where we pay twenty five dollars to promote something, and then like two weeks later, it's like twenty five hundred people saw that, yep. and it costs us twenty five. It's just crazy. It's true. It's true. All right. So all of that is fascinating, interesting, uh, frustrating at times because oh. you're trying to keep up. Yeah. Um, and sometimes people are maybe not ready to move ahead to the next level. Yeah. Uh, we are seeing results. We, like you said, people have come to the church. We've had people who have been uh, spiritually challenged and people who have watched online, been moved, come in person. Uh, and we've seen the results of what God is doing in their life. We had a guy who was, uh, who got baptized and didn't even live in Texas. That's true. The guy who lived in um, Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. That was the coolest thing. That's true. That's true. So let's just make it a little bit more interesting and provocative because there's still more happening out there. True. It's still happening. This is not the peak of technology. No, this is not the end. And so you look forward and you've seen some of this because you're in this industry, not just here at the church, but even beyond this. Yeah. Professionally, this is some of the things that you're involved in. Yeah. What are some of the uh, possibilities for the church? Not that we're in it ourselves yet as vertical, or maybe even not that we even will, but they're out there. What are some things that churches are dipping their toe in the water of or that are await them out there? True. I'll, I'll start with the like, less so insane than kind of get up to the really insane. Let's get your, get your cringe on. Here it comes. (laughs) 
Well, there's some that's not so cringy. Like there are some people who are on social media platforms and they'll stick to one social media and they'll see that as like that's their that's their church and they're gonna find their audience out there and and grow their audience. So like there are some people who um, are pastors who are just on YouTube and they don't make uh, thirty minute messages. They don't make hour long messages. They'll make. Uh, three minute videos, but they'll post them three times a week or they'll yeah. sometimes they'll post them like daily. True. And it's just part of your, like you're keeping up with that person. They're um, ministering to you, keeping you updated in their life. And like, mm-hmm. that's another way how like a lot of churches have not tapped into that yet, but that, that is a weekly, I mean, not weekly, that's a daily engaging with yeah. your congregation. Right. Um, then you have some who on Instagram then you have some who on TikTok. That's kind of, where you can get some more cringeworthy stuff there. Yep. Um, on the furthest side of this, you have uh, people like Life Church who's already jumped into it, but they're in the metaverse and they have an entire uh, church campus that are all <laughs> digital avatars of people. And it's kind of weird because they've they're doing this like hybrid. It's digital, but they're recreating what it's like physically. So like you can walk up in the metaverse and say hi to a greeter, hang out in the church lobby. Um and then go sit down and, and watch the pastor. It's so let's just pause for just a moment. There's a lot to digest, right? It's true. There. The fact you just said metaverse is just unusual true. in and of itself. So for those that may not know, uh, metaverse is the name uh, given to, in a sense, a virtual world. Yeah. Where if you and I were part of the metaverse, we would have avatars or a character that kind of looks like a cartoon character. Right now, it's cartoons. Later oh, ours, on, it would be like, it, we would look like ourselves. Yeah, is what they're in, saying. in the future. Yeah, yeah, in the future. Right now, though, we would be cartoon characters. And, and we could choose what we look like. I could choose to look like somewhat like myself. Yeah. Or I could choose I want to be a dinosaur. Yes. In the metaverse. Yes. And so I would move and interact with other people, yes. perhaps you. Yes. And I walk up, maybe I'm a... Maybe I'm a dinosaur and you're a turtle. I don't yeah, know. Maybe you're a be. clown. Maybe yeah. you're whatever. Next year, and, podcast coming to you like that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then we would actually talk to one another because I'm at yeah. my computer yeah. and I'm either talking in a microphone or I'm texting, yeah. typing. I, it actually wouldn't be any of that. You're all just, you're wearing your goggles and it's, oh, it's doing see, everything past that. I'm way beyond. Hey, so, but think of like all the church VBSs though. Who've done like that. <laughs> no. I'm just saying. No. So I'm wearing goggles then and I'm talking in a microphone. The, that, the goggles have microphones built into yeah. it. It's no additional hardware. It's so, just like by so. This so thing. you and I are interacting as a turtle and a dinosaur. Yes, but we could say, "Hey, you want to go to Life Church?" Yeah, and we would digitally yeah. go to Life Church, and there'd be other cartoon characters in this room that look like a church. Yeah, and the pastor's up on the screen. Yep, as him somewhat like himself, and he, he's, he is himself in this one. He's preaching. Yes, but we're in the we're in the virtual audience. Turtle and dinosaur. Turtle and dinosaur, it's just, I can't even wrap my mind around all of that. So it, it is kind of, it seems weird. It seems weird, but, and again, this is like the, the tech bias guy. Um, here we go. This is like the, the real argument on oh, metaverse. Wow. <clears throat> um, you know, back in the day, in Jesus' time, they thought if you wanted to hear from God, you had to go to the temple. You had to do it this way, and it's the only way you can do it. And then Jesus showed up, and like one of his very famous sermons was on a mountain or on a boat and talking to everyone else. Yep. And like, how weird was that for all the Pharisees to sit around being like, "And one day we we'd stand on a <laughs> boat and talk to people." Like that'd be crazy. Now, I yeah. the 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 side we talked about earlier though of like technology 
should not be the leading voice in your church. It should be that God is the leading voice in your church. Mm-hmm. If that means we're going to use technology to implement that in a better way, like it turns out if we put lyrics on the screen, then people can like all sing together. Then like mm-hmm. we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. If we um, can reach an online audience, which we all learned during COVID, like during the like literal shutdown, like that yeah. was the only way to do that. But it was very valuable. It was very valuable. Um, it's hard to say there's a valuable reason for a metaverse for yeah. a digital side <laughs> of that. Um, but hey, but every generation has struggled with new technology. Oh, that's, that's kind of a whole point. Completely. So whether it's the metaverse or, or any other, there's some other stuff out there that's kind of unusual. Yeah. You know, and and I don't know. We have to go into all that, but uh, you know, weird weird everybody out too much. <laughs> um, but it's something the church always has to at least consider. Yeah. And and like really consider it and and pray about it because mm-hmm. it, we don't want to get stuck on our own way of being like, well, this is the way it's always been done, yeah. so therefore we can't change. Yeah. But you shouldn't be in the mindset too of like, wait, that's a cool thing out there. Okay, we need to do that. That's us now. Like we're we're doing this all the way. Yeah. With no knowledge of of how it truly can impact people, how to use it creatively, or, or, or help maintain the purity of the gospel in in the presentation. Exactly. And sometimes that gets lost out yep. there. You, you get caught up in oh, I'm going to make videos on TikTok, and and pretty soon you're caught up in the TikTok world instead of yeah. continuing the truth, which I believe is possible. Yeah. I, I've I'm I love looking at some TikTok actually, and yeah. I follow some pastors out there who use it. I yeah. think in some very strategic ways. So. Um, I think that's the question, though, is as the church, how do we navigate forward? Uh, and even when the format for technology changes, how do we navigate through that? So you've kind of touched on this some. What, what would you say? How does the church maintain the vision uh, in, a, in a changing technology world? Yeah. Um, I mean, these are the, the videos that I watch on YouTube. I look for, I mean, I go to technology then to find yeah, that. Sure. But um, I listen to other podcasts for it and ask other people. And like the the true answer at the bottom of all of this is to pray about it. Like that that's the only real way to to be guided through this. Mm-hmm. Like yes, um, you need to take change and take charge of that change a lot of the time um, because good stuff comes out of that. Like it was a lot of um, taking charge of the change for um, us as vertical to be so much on the forefront of. Here's how we're going to use technology in our church. Here's yeah. here's why we're going to use lights like this. Here's why we're getting sound like this. Here's why we're doing podcasts like this. Right. But at the same time, like we we made all of those decisions through tons of prayer, mm-hmm. tons of counsel, mm-hmm. and tons of discussion, and and kept ourselves like in check through it to like right. not just try to go through the <clears throat> the craziest thing of like wait we can do this done we're doing it right but more so of like if we do that. How does that affect what church looks like? How does that really communicate the gospel? Yeah. How does that help us connect people with God? Yeah, and that's true. if all this stuff checks out where it's like, this helps people connect with God, mm-hmm. this helps us further our ministry, <laughs> right? And, th- and you choose not to do it, it's kind of like, hey guys, why, why are you not doing yeah. the, the answer that God's <clears throat> presented to you of like, hey, this is the real way to connect with your congregation? Yeah. I'm not saying that everyone has to do this. No, I'm saying like, that's why you should pray about it. Yeah, and I think every church has to ask the question: What is what is the vision? Which our mandate's been given to us by Jesus already. Yep. Go you therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Yep. 
That's our mandate. Yeah. No, that's not, that's there's a no non, arguing behind that. There's, there's no, no non, actually, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, that has to be done. Teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And Jesus is low, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So he's with us, even in this age. He's given us a mandate. So now I, I actually know what my vision is. Now who's my audience? Yep. Who are the people I'm attempting to reach? Yep. And then what am I going to use to get from my mandate and the message I have to get to the people that I want to reach? And whatever format, tool, media, technology that is, whether it's print, whether it's digital, whether it's audio, whether it's video, whether it's social media, whatever it is, I, I should use that format. And, and so that's what we've attempted to do, and that's what we still continue to do here at Vertical. And we're driven by that one vision. We're, we're driven by what Jesus did. And, and John 1.14, to me, sums it up. Uh, it says, and the Word, which referring to Christ, He is the Word, He is the communication, He is the, the thought embodied and put into expression, mm-hmm. which is what media allows us to do. Mm-hmm. And the word of heaven became flesh. It became among us. Uh, I love what the King James says. It tabernacled among us. It came to dwell among us. Mm-hmm. It came in our uh, in, in, a, in a format we could relate to. Mm-hmm. So that that's media. That's technology. Yep. In a sense, it, it is. And it says, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So we're, we're continually in this process as the church is how do we put this message before our people <clears throat> so that it tabernacles among them, yep. lives amongst them yep. in a format and language they understand, understand and, and that we can give to them. So uh, that's our goal. I think that, that should be the goal of every church and every generation, and that'll keep changing. Uh, I'm, I'm confident a year from now there'll be some new technology, new options, and, and new questions we'll have to ask and that should always be before us as the church and individually as well. So, uh, Hunter, anything else you'd add to the conversation today? We've covered a lot of stuff. We really have. Um, I, I was just thinking back to on like uh, of the part of what is applicable to the audience that you're facing. Yeah. Again, that that doesn't mean that it always has to be the latest and greatest technology. Like, right. I I enjoy all of that, but I also really enjoy going to lift groups and having discussions with people and there's no use of technology in that. Yeah. So that doesn't mean to have like your churches connecting together means that it's heavy technology. Yeah. But uh, it's it's finding the right audience and it's it's finding the right finding the right reason and way to connect with your audience. Yeah. And sometimes it works. Sometimes you say, you know, uh, during COVID, we had to all use Zoom or FaceTime, but that oh, was yeah. really terrible. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> just for me, I was like, ugh. Yeah. Well, like um, it, it gets the job done, but it, and this is me as a big advocate for that. Yeah. It gets the job done of connecting. Now, past that, when you're able to connect with someone, if you're hiding in your own safety, because you don't want to connect with someone, then like that's that's the bigger issue. I mean, like, I I can call my wife throughout the day and and talk with her, and that's great because I can't talk with her all. The, I can't be with her because I'm at work or I'm right. out getting groceries. Right. But if I get home and then just go to our room, and I'm like, if you could stay in the living room, I'll go to my room <laughs> and I'll call you every now and then yeah. to make sure that we're good. Yeah. Like. A relationship isn't built on that. And so I think all of this has just been like making 
and forcing the church and everyone to kind of realize like how relationships work again yeah. and being like, oh, well, you can't all build them digitally. It's right. amazing that we can connect that way at times whenever that's the only way we can. Yeah. But now like, like, oh yeah, there's a reason why we should yeah, be in person. Exactly. Yeah, no substitute for face-to-face, interactive, uh, being able to read uh, body language and hear yep. voice and experience yep. life together. Reasons why we did a video podcast instead of just an audio podcast. Dun, dun, dun. But uh, tools are important. But as you said, uh, the tool should never become the goal. Yep. The message of the gospel is the goal. The tools are the tools that we use to get us to the goal. So uh, thank you, Hunter, for being here today. uh, For all the the contribution into the discussion here. And I'm grateful for what God has has allowed us to be able to do at Vertical and look forward to all that's ahead. And thank you all for joining us today. Be a part of the conversation, discussion with us. Uh, We'd love for you to join us in person sometime here at Vertical Church and see what God's doing here. So thanks again. We'll see you next time.